I would like to start today's recording by uh, reading a selection from Dave McGowan's program to kill. Um, <clears throat> in the case of Ted Bundy, it is frequently claimed that all of his purported victims were remarkably similar in appearance. Many of the books chronicling Bundy's alleged exploits reinforce this notion by including a carefully selected set of photos of the slain women who did resemble one another to a limited degree. Overall, though, the victims varied widely in height, weight, build, attractiveness, hair color and style, and various other physical attributes. Um, he goes on for a little bit more, breaking okay. down like the, the scattered MO and the fact that, you know, that, that whole chapter, a large part of what he's talking about is arguing that multiple people were generally at work uh, and all of their killings end up getting pinned on the same serial killer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I just, I was reading through that earlier today and I really liked the attractiveness thing that he put in <laughs> yeah, there. By my account, yeah, <laughs> women, we're on uggo mode. Yeah, exactly. I was like, man, imagine you get murdered by Ted Bundy, and then Dave McGowan's like, this bitch is busted as hell. There's something <laughs> deeper going on here. Uh, uh, but I, mean, I just murdered out. woman. You're like, ah, oh yeah. man. Yeah, damn, that's that's not the achievement I wanted. Come and they're like, nah, this couldn't have been Bundy. She's ugly. Yeah, she's woof. Yikes. Am I right, folks? Um, and that was oh. So she looked different before he hit her with the tire iron. Okay, well, maybe oh, there's well, an explanation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, it, it's a compelling argument. Because genuinely, right, like, we are told, right, that Bundy's, like, target was, like, a pretty white woman with dark hair. Yeah. And that, well, that was not everybody that he killed. Um, no. Most interestingly, of course, is the Florida State Massacre, in which he murdered four women in the span of, like, two minutes. Uh, and did so in a way completely different from any other murder that he committed. You know, you know like Bundy does. Yeah, you know, like Ted Bundy does, exactly. Uh, another one of my favorites, I was just telling someone else about this guy a few days ago, uh, is Richard Chase, who's just a wild mm -hmm. serial killer. Um, for the listeners at home who aren't familiar with him, the Vampire of Sacramento is what he's been uh, called nowadays uh, because of his obsession with blood. He was like a schizophrenic. I think he was, what was it? He was like convinced that he was losing his blood or something. Um, I think he was convinced he was losing his blood and felt the need to, like, replenish it. Yeah, and so he would, uh, so we're told, he would uh, kill people and drink their blood. Um, and to be clear, he did do that at least once. Uh, there's one time that he definitely did it. And uh, the worst part is, was using a plastic straw. Yeah. <laughs> Just jamming into their necks. Yeah. Killed all those sea turtles. So sad. Yeah, I was going to say, he killed, yeah, he killed who knows how many people and countless turtles as well. And that's the real <laughs> issue, is uh, Richard Chase's accumulation of microplastics but uh <laughs> but no yeah the the first person that he ever killed interestingly and strangely enough uh was a guy that he just like shot twice in the back with a 22 uh like in a drive-by yeah so um, just like not his mo whatsoever yeah and you know notably not the sort of thing that someone who's obsessed with filling up his body with blood would do is shoot a man from and drive away yeah, that seems like kind of the opposite of what you want to do if you want the blood for yourself is to get it as far away from you as possible and kind of like smeared everywhere. I don't. Matt's in the hole. No, he's not. Not anymore. Oh, he's back. Briefly. Then he'll be back in the hole and then he'll be back again. Who knows? Or maybe I'm just back. Folks, Who can say? How great Folks. is the hole? I'm not a fan. <laughs> Vindicated by history yet again. What can I say? Um, <laughs> we work well, hard, but the whole works harder. Oh, it works so hard. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> look, I we solved the my computer turning off randomly That's in good. the middle of calls problem. We solved that one. We fixed it. I do still just have a shitty router at this house, though. So, you know, there's uh, only so much I can do for that. Yeah. Um because I don't want to buy a new Wi-Fi router. So I've, no. I'll text my landlord about it again. Who knows? Um, but Texting your uh, landlord yeah. like, I need to podcast. You don't understand. Yeah, exactly. You don't get it. Um, but no, you know, I'm, I'm helping your search for new tenants. So I might just like slip that one in there. It's like, by the way, when I'm like making a pitch to people, it'd be cool to mention functional Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> no, she's actually very cool. So I don't know. I'll, I'll shoot her a message. But um yeah, no, so that was Richard Chase, just uh, 
first killing, shooting him in execution style and then peeling out. Uh, yep. And then, you know, like three days later, because serial killers, they slowly escalate. You know, three days later, he broke into a woman's home, slit her throat and drank her blood. So, like, that's just uh, the way it goes. Classic escalation. Yeah, I don't think it was actually three days. Uh, I don't remember how much time there was, but it is a little wild that they just like threw that one on him. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it feels like a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same as like Richard Ramirez, right? I was just re-listening to a uh, program to chill, did a great series uh, on program <laughs> to kill, and he uh, he talked about um, Richard Ramirez and the fact that uh, two of his victims were just like almost uh, almost definitely running drugs for the mafia um <laughs> and you know like to the extent that when their son found out that they had both been brutally murdered he like said to the police like oh that was definitely a drug killing um and the police were like no 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 no, no it was a satanist actually but you know he didn't really get satanist yes he did you fucking idiots uh, but that's not the point um <laughs> We don't have to get into that right now. Uh, man, program to kill pilled Trump. What can I say? What a fantastic. What would that look like? Uh, what would that look like, Matt? There were tunnels underneath the McMartin preschool, but we don't need to get into that right now. That's all right. Michael Aquino, his records, they never removed those charges from his records. The military thought they were credible. It's all right. Meatball Ramirez, that's what I call him. Meatball Ramirez. <laughs> Drew a pentagram on his end. Kind of sad, honestly. You know, desperate. You can see it in his eyes. Uh, <laughs> brother in the Phoenix, uh, cousin in the Phoenix program, showed him the pictures, but it's all right, you know. Under my under my administration, we never would have done those sorts of things. We just send guns to mentally ill owners now. Uh, you know, it's a lot, much easier. Much more normal. Much more normal. No, McGowan actually, it's it's crazy how many serial killers end up, like, killing at least one or two, like, sus tied up with drug deals and mafia people. Like, he uh, he made some, like, snarky remark earlier in the book where he was like, any aspiring serial killer should note, it's important to get at least one drug-related killing in there. Uh, and then he just, like, lists all of the people who did it. Um, Manson, obviously, famously. Yeah. Uh, that one's easier to pill people on, I've found. I think we've talked about the pipeline already, but still. Yeah. Manson's an early on, kind of. Yeah. You just go, like, read Chaos. You know, read, like, a chapter of Chaos. You don't even need to read the whole book. You should, because it's no. great. But, you know, just, like... No need. I'll just send you a random chapter, and it'll probably be... I'll send you a paragraph, and you'll get it. I'll send you you'll a You'll get the gist. Let's Do you know us on Twitter? Paragraph. We'll send you a paragraph of Chaos. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm not on Twitter anymore, as a side note, so don't DM me oh, on Twitter. Well. DM me on Instagram. DM Julian on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Did you just delete it? Yeah, I deleted the app. I need to get back on it, probably, eventually. Uh, I don't know. That's a deal. But, uh... Yeah, no, it's not that deal. much interesting happens on Twitter anymore, let's be so honest. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, really, the only thing that I've been seeing about Twitter lately was, um, you know, when... Uh, the uh good lord my brain is moving slowly today um what were we talking about there we were talking twitter? about um twitter yes thank you um no uh all the stuff in israel uh, a lot of the oh, yes. videos that i've been seeing were initially posted to twitter um yeah on instagram you eventually site. get like the best of kinda. yeah exactly yeah there's like two or three accounts on twitter that i could still see myself like regularly glancing at you know but other than that i'll just wait for things to make their way to instagram yeah i know a lot of people that do that now yeah like half of social media is just screenshots of other social media you know yeah, like on twitter people are sharing like videos from tiktoks and clowning on people on instagram it's everything yeah half the people on tiktok are just dancing in front of screenshots of tweets does that still happen not as often I want to say, I feel like that's more, it was always kind of like a boomer TikTok thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it was a boomer. And then there was like, there were like two very weird millennials you would see doing it. And they somehow yeah. got like thousands of views every time. You're like, what, why is anyone? But the tweet has like six likes. And you're like, yeah. what is, what is How happening? How did you find this? Yeah. like but One of the, their uh, own tweets was my favorite subgenre. Oh, yes. But yeah, no, because you know, you had the, uh, I just love the people who would like, um, <laughs> 
you know, they're doing such an over the top reaction because it's TikTok and you need to like appeal to like seven year olds. And so they're like, why did the <laughs> I'm sorry. Why did the chicken cross so the road <laughs> to get to the other side? <laughs> How do people come up with this? You're like, I'm going to kill you. Uh, I'm going to shoot myself. And then you. Vampire Back Sacramento style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to shoot. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you with a 22, and then several days later, I will ritually drink someone's blood after building an altar in my home. Uh, or maybe that was um, Dahmer. I don't remember, but Dahmer built an altar. Yeah, I know no that doubt. much. What a guy. What a guy. He was just a little fruity, you know, and that was unforgivable. And uh, yep. in <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> That was his biggest fault. That was the worst thing he did, I think. Um, <laughs> do you think that in the same way that there's like, you know, there's women in your high school who like are always talking about like some very gay celebrity, like, oh, I just wish he was straight. Do you think there's any like insane women in love with serial killers who say that about Jeffrey Dahmer? Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm sure there's a Tumblr that's like, oh, I wish Dahmer was straight. Wish Dahmer was straight. <laughs> I could have convinced him to Someone in the comments body. is like, or um, still alive? And they're like, ugh. That too. <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah. I could have cured him. Like, stopped him from killing people? No, he just wouldn't no, kill no, no. too. <laughs> I could have cured him of gayness, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I could have fixed him. He was just gay. I know. Yeah. I, I know. That's my point. Um, <laughs> I also like the person responding to that by just saying he was just gay. Like, like well, there's only one thing you need to fix. And obviously... He was born that way. So, you know, there's um, <laughs> <laughs> He's the perfect man otherwise. Yeah, I mean, handsome, tall. He was tall, right? Wasn't he like six foot three and like yoked, if I remember right? I think so. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking someone else. I've been reading about so many serial killers lately. Jeffrey Dahmer, height. Six foot. Six foot? Yep. Curious. Um, let's see. I'm just going to search height of serial killers. Like, you know, let's see what they're up to. Let's see if we can, let's see if we can figure out any common denominators here. Uh, serial killers. Serial killers and murderers by height. Why is that a page? I know that I'm looking for it, but why did you make it? Why was it so easy for me to find? <laughs> um, okay. I'm just disgusted by this. She's the shortest serial killer. Uh, it starts with the tallest, who's Ed Kemper, who was six foot nine. My God. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, Ed he Kemper. He was just kind of like lumbering, right? That was kind of yeah. his vibe. Yeah. He was the, um, was he, he wasn't the confession killer, was he? Um, mm, I, I get that, them confused now. I, I haven't done the serial else. killer research in a very long time. Yeah. Um, I know that Herb Mullen shared a cell or not a, sh a cell but like was in the same like prison as uh ed kemper if i remember right which is interesting because they both were accused of having similar mo's and also definitely did not have those mo's ed uh, kemper was six foot nine with reportedly an 145 iq jesus okay well that's not the guy i'm thinking of um sorry stephen port is the next guy on there and he is supposedly the grinder killer, which means that this is a more recent guy. That I don't is, remember him. That must, yeah. It's either recent or a weird name. Um, November 2016 is when he got his um, his sentence. Wow. Mm, much to consider. Let me take a look at this guy. I'm sure the crazy thing I I've started recently, like when there's serial killers who like aren't in program to kill. I'll just, like, open up their Wikipedia page, and it's a little game I play with myself where I scroll until I find something that matches, like, every other serial killer McGowan has talked about. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's not very hard. Uh, you're like, um, oh, that's interesting. There was briefly, like, a serial killer in Austin this year, but I don't, I don't know what oh, happened really? with that. I won't lie. Well, he was, uh, you know, his job was done, and so he uh, got yeah, to he fly back home to Langley, Virginia. Um <laughs> It was not even, like, it's not even where you think a serial killer would be in Austin. It was in, like, a different bar district, not, like, the bar district. Oh, that's It's in one of the ones where it has, like, piano bars inside of, like, renovated Victorian homes. Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, look, the gentrified killer is a pretty good nickname as far as a serial <laughs> killer goes. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. You think that, you know, I'm sure that you, I'm sure that you get these people all the time, right? Like, you know, the white people who are part of the problem, they're like, oh, this town's just so gentrified lately. 
I just love yep. the idea of like some of them getting together and going like, we stand with that killer actually acting in solidarity with the uh, communities of color in this. And everybody else is like, no, he's, we he don't like this guy. Still he kills is, people. He is a serial killer. Um, it's, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> but what were his motives? Oh, hang on. Let's take a look at this. This is interesting. Uh, the, there's just a whole section on his Wikipedia article. Questions about the police investigation. Well, I'm sure that nothing here will make me raise my eyebrows. Um, <laughs> um, oh, that's interesting. Whoa, hang on. Let's see. The bodies of four men were found in the vicinity of Ports Flat in a period of just over a year. Are you, <laughs> come on. It's crazy that that's the first sentence. Um <laughs> Is just like, yeah, there were four bodies right next to his home. One was outside his front door, apparently. Uh, and the other three. <laughs> Took him a while to figure that one out. Yeah. And I feel personally, I probably would have, um, you know, done a little bit about that. Uh, <laughs> if I were in charge, things would have gone a little different. Yeah. I think it'd go a little something like this. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the first three victims were initially thought not to have died in suspicious circumstances. That's strange. And despite the fact that Pink News as a website and also the Metropolitan Police Force's LGBT <laughs> Independent Advisory Group both correctly stated that there was a serial murderer at large, the police told them that the crimes were clearly not linked. Um, oops. Whoopsie. A catalog of police failings. Crucial witnesses were not questioned. For it's example, really embarrassing when, like, the LGBTQ rights activist page gets it right before the cops do. Like, that's, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, those aren't the people you expect to be, like, the grizzled cops, you know? Like, um, yeah, like the gumshoe detective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a guy who, like, grew up in Seattle named, like, Leaf. Just there, like, you know, downing a whiskey and smoking a cigarette. Like, God damn it, I'm just about to blow this whole thing wide open. <laughs> Honeys. Um, but <laughs> a queen has been serially slaying across this place. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Please, God, stop me before I serve again. It's just, like, written on one of the walls uh, in blood. To protect and serve. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that one's good. All right. Um, oh, hang on. What the? F Sorry. Uh, just got distracted over here. A BBC One documentary and broadcast of March 21, uh, 2017 suggested a catalog of police failings. Crucial witnesses were not questioned. Sorry, I've already read that part, but I just wanted to set up the rest of it, which I just read. For example, Port's neighbor, who had witnessed Port in a dazed state with a large container full of white powder and bottles full of clear liquid when he made an unexpected visit to his home, had also uh, received, uh, sorry, reported receiving suspicious text messages from Port regarding uh, one of the victims. And the police just never questioned that guy, apparently. Which The police are like, what? He had cocaine and vodka and was texting about a victim? That's crazy. Anyway. Yeah, yeah what? He was just texting. Yeah, like, this is standard gay man behavior. And admittedly. He had lime and rubbing alcohol? Weird. <laughs> Uh, let's see. A previous landlord searched the Internet for other unexplained deaths in the barking area and was astonished at the similarities of the case of Anthony Walgate, especially the locations in which the bodies were found. However, barking and digging and police did not link the two cases. This is crazy. This like, might be like an actual serial killer. The police are just stupid, not like a McGowan. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like the line becomes so blurry eventually. We're like, OK, how did you guys not question so many people? Uh, you know, with Richard Rue. Yeah. Oh, Matt's in the hole. They don't want us to know the truth. Mal is going to spit some truth right there, and the government doesn't want us knowing. The police force in England doesn't want Matt telling them the truth about them. It's so. true. Yeah. The deep state of England has silenced the deep state me of once England. more. The lizards. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there we go. See? They got me. All right. Uh, but no, it's the same as, uh, like, you know, the line between, like, stupidity and malice. Admittedly, as I've said before, I always think that that quote is a little dumb. You know, the thing where, like, never attribute to malice what you can attribute to stupidity. Oftentimes, stupid people are also malicious. So, you know, I feel like we should sometimes keep that in mind. Sometimes it's but both. Sometimes it's both. Frequently it's both. But uh, anyway, no, but it's the, uh, you know, during 
Richard Ramirez, right? Um, may she rest in peace, Diane Feinstein. Uh, during the investigation, do you know this story? She was. Um, they told her because Ramirez was wearing like a pair of shoes, where it's like there were like 15 in the entire city or something like that, like oh with that specific God. tread. And the police had figured that out. Was like, wait a minute, the serial killer. Like the both of these killings. Big break in the case. They had like this specific kind of shoe, and they're like they're incredibly rare. We can just like run the numbers and find like all the people who bought these shoes, and then start investigating like that. And they told Diane Feinstein, and she the next day held a press conference in which she said, "So we've made some progress. You're never gonna believe this." And uh, you know that night, Richard Ramirez, perhaps unsurprisingly, threw his shoes in the fucking river, and went to go get new shoes. Yeah. Which like God, that's so fucking stupid. Yeah, like like I said, that's like that's a level of stupidity where it's like, okay, that's just the guy in the departed like calling them up and going like, Mom, I'm not gonna be home for dinner. You know, it's like you're just sending a coded message. There's no way how? How does this happen? And the police just like left Ramirez's car in a lot for like months. So all of like the fingerprints have been destroyed by the time they finally dusted the car. Uh you know, rocket and rolling. But the Ramirez case seems to really piss you off a little bit. It's he's a Satanist. What can I say? I mean, <laughs> what do you expect from me? Um, I think Sean Penn visited him in prison. A, a couple of celebrities visited Ramirez while he was in jail. Zena LaVey, famously. Um, and he met Anton LaVey before he was arrested. Um, yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ramirez Bizarre. is like, yeah, I, I, we held it. We had a long conversation and LaVey, who was asked about it, you know, after Ramirez said that in prison was like, oh, well, that's not true. We just like met each other once on the street. Uh, what? Me? Me? Who? Me? Me? Listen, me, the man who's written about human sacrifices, ironically. Uh, yeah, I would never. It's be a joke. Yeah. Don't you get it? And here's the thing. Yes, it is. Obviously. But also. If someone reads it and then does a human sacrifice in the name of the devil, I feel like you're not allowed to go like, well, it's only a joke. There's nothing else going on there. And clearly he didn't understand. <laughs> he just wasn't smart enough for my high. He just drive. doesn't get satire. Yeah. And you're like, maybe he doesn't. You should probably not be doing this satire, though, I think. Um, satire is making people kill other people. Maybe it's. Not the best idea. Just... Yeah, I'm just like smashing someone's head in with a truncheon. I'm like, this is ironic. Don't you get it? Uh, oh, what? So free speech is illegal now? Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a TikToker that's like a, a right wing girl. Mm-hmm. She's the one who was like, liberals don't get it, but us conservatives are always speaking in code. I don't know if you've seen that one. No, I haven't. That's... <laughs> What did she mean by this? She was like, if a man says he's moderate on his Tinder, he's probably conservative. All right. Okay. Um, well, she's not wrong she's on that one, wrong. but I don't think she's right for the reason she thinks um, she is. She was like, if he has an American flag, I'm like, yeah, we like, come on. We that's not that's not a secret code. Yeah, that's that's just <laughs> OK. Uh, if he so... drives a pickup truck. You're yeah, like, conservatives, uh, we communists sort of speak in code. If uh, he has a hammer and sickle tattoo, he's probably a communist. Uh, and, you know, the liberals <laughs> don't get that. It's like shit like that. But she also was like, she was complaining. She's like, I hate being back in New York City. Everyone's pale, trans, and no one sells cow's milk. And it was like. What is, whoa. All right, hang it on. Was, it was crazy. What a crazy lineup. Um. I also really like sort of telling on yourself if you're like, there's only white people in New York City. And it's like, I, is that the case? I don't, I, I don't think so. I don't in think my that's experience. True. <laughs> she was like, yeah. well, obviously not everyone's trans, but they're all a little androgynous. Say it ain't so. Um, <laughs> it's like she posts a take like that every single day. That's her thing. You know, Respect the grift, I guess. Um, I don't I respect the grift. Like, but. it feels like satire, the first one that you see, and then you, like, keep seeing them, and you're like, maybe. She was like, driving these days is like playing Mario Kart, but th- with homeless people and needles. Ugh. That's, 
Ugh, I don't like the way that made me feel. That's icky. Don't say that. Um, it's so bad. That is crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, Mario Kart with homeless people and needles does sound like a great game. So, like, you know, folks out there, get on it. Once we're oh, done with I think the Coward that their Hour page game, we'll may have that. gotten taken down. No. Oh, nope. It's back. It's back. Oh, she has yay. 66 of these takes like that. Good. One of them was like, we need the women's vote as conservatives, and women will only vote for the most fuckable candidate. Uh-huh. And she was like, so if Trump drops out, DeSantis is our best bet. And I was like, this is all insane. Whoa. Sorry. So. <laughs> It's a There's, little tone on yourself there. Yeah, as you said, we got a lot of a lot of things to work through on that one. Um, <laughs> man, that is crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, she also like women deserve to get paid less than men. My female Uber driver didn't let me put help me put my luggage in the back. She's so right, and for she's that, so, so women for that. deserve to make less than men <laughs> in every field. Yeah, look. Women, you had a good run. One of you had to go and ruin it, ruin it for everybody. So yep. now I'm afraid we're undoing suffrage. Yep. Um, You're no longer able to vote because if you did, you'd only vote for the fuckable ones. Yeah, you'd so. only vote for the fuckable ones. And I bet you wouldn't even load up their luggage if you had to drive them around. Nope. Um, you'd expect <laughs> them to do that. What a strange... What a it's powerful very mind. Weird. I bet she has a Twitter. Let me look I'm at her sure Twitter. I'm sure she does. Yeah, because these sorts of people, they're always motivated by like a very weird series of like psychosexual grievances that just sort of accidentally come out. It's very Ben Garrison, you know? But, uh, yeah. Um, hmm. Losing my train of thought again. I was thinking I earlier today, though. I cannot find her on Twitter. So sad. Oh, that's all right. Uh, I also I do like the idea, though, where it's like conservatives are always speaking in code. When we say law and order, we mean arrest the black people. And you're like, wow, I was not expecting you to just throw that one out there. Um, <laughs> I think I just she's just talking about actual like far right dog whistles. Um, <laughs> we're always speaking. In codes. The liberals don't know this. Uh, when we say make America great again, we're usually referring to a, an idealized version of the past which doesn't actually exist, but is racist nonetheless. Like, well, okay, well, I guess. We, yeah. We, yeah, I don't disagree. Why I love the idea that? of, like, the liberal end of that. They're like, if he has pronouns in his bio, he might believe that it's <laughs> that there's more than two genders. And it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah. It's even funnier, it's like, if she has they, them pronouns in her bio. And yet, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> Guys, she might be non-binary. She might be non-binary. <laughs> I, I feel like that was pretty slowly turning into like a Jeff Foxworthy bit, though. <laughs> if you got a septum piercing and your name's Broccoli, you might be a liberal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the audience wants to kill him, but for a variety of different reasons. He's like, how could you say that sort of thing? And other people are like, how could he pander to this group? Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was thinking earlier today again about um, the classic coward hour rule, right? Which is to say, saying the N-word is funny until you actually say it. Mm-hmm. Um, famously holds true, in my opinion. But I was just laughing, imagining the uh, the scene from Tropic Thunder with Robert Downey Jr. Where he's just like, you went full N-word, man. Never go full N-word. And the other person's like, you're wearing blackface right now. He's like, oh, what? So you don't like comedy that pushes boundaries now all of a sudden. Um, (laughs) But seriously, that word is very hard, is very hurtful. And I think you should understand the context and you wouldn't be using it if you did. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, pass the lipstick. Uh, Yeah, like as he's putting lipstick on. (laughs) There's a TikTok makeup brands that's selling like black foundation. And I'm like, this could only go. Yeah. Hmm. In a couple directions. Yeah. And let me tell you, one of them is good. <laughs> Not going to say which. Not going to say which, but uh, longtime listeners will have a guess or two. Uh, <laughs> I saw, it, like, 
somebody doing their makeup with it and they're like now remember if you're white don't do your full face with this <laughs> and i was like was somebody like accidentally like unknowingly doing blackface <laughs> i forgot oh no um. <laughs> whoops yeah look, that'd be a crazy excuse you know where you're like look i you know i just threw it on without thinking today i just walked out the door i wasn't even considering what i was wearing and I am sorry about that. And it's like a full minstrel outfit. It's not just blackface, but like you have the white gloves and like the uh, the tweed suit. Uh, look, it was um, it's careless of me. I it's admit. full on uh, like Trudeau blackface where you've done your entire body. Yeah, it's my whole body. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just went swimming in black paint that morning, you know. Uh, <laughs> I was like, sorry, it was like an exfoliating skin thing. I just, I didn't think about it. It is weird that there are those, like, face masks that are just black. Like, I know that they're not racist. They're, like, charcoal on. ones? Yeah, but those always... I always raise my eyebrows a little bit, you know? I'm like, I feel like... My mom, like, gave me one one time, and I was like, I... Hmm. Yeah, it's hmm. very strange, you know? What if we learned that, like, you know, you could get perfect skin for your whole life? All it needed? A day of having shoe polish on your face. <laughs> and your skin will be clear for the rest of your life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how many, would how many you people press do you think would take that deal? Yeah, would you press the button? Um, <laughs> would you press the button? Oh, what a great website. It's a side note, but I just love where it's like it, you cover yourself in you get you're in blackface, but there's nothing. You're just in blackface, and someone just like Justin Trudeau slamming his fist down on the button. <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. Um, you're in blackface, but it will ruin your political career. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Like, you're in blackface, but, and he just pushes the button. I didn't get to give you the other options. Like, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it's worth it to me. <laughs> what is it? Do you press the button? Let's let's do a couple of those real quick. Will you uh, press the button? Yeah, will you press the button? Because there's no way this website's been updated since, like, 2011. Oh, uh, no. No shot. Will you press the button? All right, let's take a look here. You can traverse the vastness of space at light speed letting you explore the universe. Your lifespan is also prolonged to give you more time to explore. Okay, so clearly they have been updating this, actually, because this feels like the sort of thing... Well, they're all crowdsourced. Oh, are they? Damn. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Uh, but you can never return to Earth to share your findings or see your family and friends again. Let's see. Do we push the button or will we not push the button? What do we think? I probably I think we'll, would not. I'll push the button. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, they're still getting a lot of votes on this thing. Uh, let's see. You will get married to your current boyfriend slash girlfriend, parentheses, or your crush. But your family will shun you for the rest of your lives and you will be unable to see them again. That's it's kind oh of a crazy. Uh, it's kind of a, yeah, Jillian. I'm like, wow, I didn't All know my boyfriend you right was now. black. <laughs> <laughs> No, he just wanted clear skin, Jillian. It's not. <laughs> look, um, tell your family everybody makes mistakes. Um, ah, God, that's a joke. That's a joke. My family's not racist. Yes, yes, but they're just Trump supporters. <laughs> my family's not that racist, okay? They just live my family's in not Texas. That <laughs> racist, okay? Okay. Uh, <laughs> they would speak to me after a year or two. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it it takes some time, but like. Yeah, I like the I do like the note, though, that like this first condition. That's the sort of thing that could just like happen eventually anyway. Right. Like, you know, you. um. Yeah, it's like just a bad thing. Yeah. Where it's like, OK, this thing that you probably want to happen already, it's going to happen now, but also it will ruin your entire life. And you go, well, maybe I'll just wait a year or yeah, two. Yeah. And then uh, then, you know, we'll see where things are at then. Um, I'll push the button again. Um, <laughs> 36% of people press the button. Um, Dang. You can shapeshift into any animal you want, as much as you want, and still have your human knowledge and live as long as you would have otherwise. But you can never revert to a human form. I mean, I don't know Trapped about you. as a furry. No, I was going to say, I'm, a, I'm living my life as a gibbon, you know? <laughs> At long last. Can you, like, talk, or are you just, like, a gibbon with human knowledge? Yeah, oh, the yeah. burden. Oh. Uh, Matt got turned into a gibbon. We can no longer record the podcast. Matt pressed the button too fast. And now? Oh, hang on. Is he back? 
Oh, he's back. He's no longer a Gibbon for now. He's back. He's no. What can I say? I was able to revert back. I'm just uh, built different, I suppose. Um, <laughs> are we pushing this button? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Let's push the button. Let's wow. let's talk about the Doug video. Right. Sorry, I'm getting distracted here because I was like, this website would be stupid. I bet we could get some fun material out of it. And I'm just unironically doing the website. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's talk about Doug real quick. This video was. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> what what just popped onto your screen? One more. One more for the road. Okay. Um, okay. Let me tell you, wherever you think any of these things are going, none of them are right. Um, okay. <laughs> you gain the power to heal any and all children of life-threatening illnesses and grant them good health for the rest of their lives. But their parents become your slaves once the children are old enough to care for themselves and can never see them again. What the fuck? What the fuck, man? Like, I, I really like that there's no relation between these two things at all um oh my god what is it i just <laughs> um i like yeah, how it just... turns you into sort of like the person who presents the button to other people like you have to present yeah, this I... like the child's parents being like you can heal your child but however yeah it's <laughs> yeah i'm giving them like these like Twilight Zone monkey's paw deals where I'm like, well, how much do you love your child? Hmm? There's a question. <laughs> Enough to never see them again? Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry, there's a comment section. Hell yes. This. These are fantastic. There's a lot of people like doing the. Uh, yeah, these, these at least eight years ago, this was posted. Um, But someone uh, goes, I would just ask their parents. They would most likely say yes. If they said no, I would cure their children anyways. The parents who told me to cure their children, I would set free. Then I'd keep the ones who said no, because they're horrible people. Um, which is a little wild, just sort of going like, I get to keep slaves as long as they're bad people. You're like, well, ah, I feel like uh-huh. you, um, you probably just shouldn't uh-huh. be doing that. Anyway, no, please, let's talk about Doug. Uh, but that was just, that was too crazy to pass up on. Uh, <laughs> new intro, new intro. With a few new characters, I must and say. And one returning. One returning character. That's um, right, folks. Malcolm is still here. Malcolm, Malcolm was never set free. His yeah. child was cured by Doug Walker. Yeah. And now, his child was killed by Doug Walker. But unfortunately, Malcolm is not free either. Um, he's signed the blood contract. Uh, what is it? The the 10 billion year contract that you signed for Scientology? Yeah. Um, it's like that, except, you know, you don't get anything good. Uh, um. Yeah, that I felt sad saying Malcolm in the intro. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, I agree. Um, you're just like oh, you're better and, like, than this. Throughout the video, you see Malcolm sitting next to this girl, and you're like, "What is Malcolm doing here with these other two people?" That yeah. kind of like in the room of three, you're like, Malcolm is significantly younger than the other two. Yeah, he's younger, and he's also like just more charismatic like he he feels cooler. more yeah he just feels yeah he looks much cooler and he also just feels more natural in front of the camera um yeah he does like his act the other two are acting as if it's like a disney channel cartoon yeah and he's acting as if like he's a regular person and yeah. so like the juxtaposition between the two is very bizarre yeah he, it's very strange um yeah you're right that is such a good way to put it like the way that the other two are like delivering all their lines it is very like disney channel sitcom mm-hmm. but ugh, what is how, these video doug's modern videos are so strange and just upsetting to look at um i uh last week when we did this you met my friend uh mm-hmm. who we talked with. i made her watch the video with me beforehand um and let me tell you no one has I, I don't think any of my friends will ever forgive me for having made them watch doug walker videos they're just they're not popular but please i'll let you guide us through this since you have your notes with you um um one thing that bothered me in the beginning is he didn't bother to move his vacuum out of shot <laughs> he just assumed he'd be sitting in front of it the entire time but he moves yeah man, you're right that is 
Man. There's like a mop and a vacuum and like a Swiffer wet jet behind him. Yeah, and then the crookedly hung up picture of a sloth hanging on the wall. What? Hang That's on, yeah. They enjoy is, the little things. Slow this is down. Just evil. The vibe on this room is I don't like it at all. Also, you can because of the color of the wall, you can like barely see the corner. So it's yeah. very like the perspective is very warped. Yeah, yeah. It looks he looks green screened in these scenes. Like you look at him and you're like, what is what what are we doing here, Doug? But yeah. And it looks like his entire house is painted this blue color, which is a choice. Yeah, it's you're right. Yeah, or at at least two different the rooms. The kitchen, the hallway, and the dining room are at yeah. least all painted blue. I was say, because there's no way that that couch is, like, just on the other side of the kitchen. But, hmm. Yeah, this is this is worrisome. I don't like this. We might have to watch a couple more recent Nostalgia Critic videos so we can see what's going on with these uh, with these walls. Um, I got this mad is the first that time it, that... The, uh, I got sorry. mad that it was about superheroes next. Yeah. That's my next complaint. Yeah, I'm just so tired of superheroes. Because Doug talking about superheroes makes my, like, like, it's no good. It's no good. Yeah, look, I don't want to hear about superheroes on most days anyway. I especially don't want to hear about them from the Nostalgia Critic, you know? No. Um, He has his biggest line of the, (sighs) his biggest jokes. So far, I think, in any video, which is raisins aren't bananas. And let me tell you, comedy is designed to speak truth to power, and he sure did, because raisins are, in fact, not bananas. I wish I could tell you that makes more sense in context. Um, It doesn't. It does not. I think he's trying to explain, like, parallel universes at that point. Yeah, and... That whole opening bit is so weird because so just so everybody at home gets it, you know, it's uh they keep doing this gag, right? Where it's like someone they're parodying loosely the scene that most multiverse movies have, right? Where someone yeah. uses like a shitty and contrived metaphor to explain like a piece what, of paper with the hole through it. Yeah, a piece of paper with a hole through it or whatever. Or the string. Yeah. I don't think uh Into the Spider-Verse doesn't have one of those scenes, does it? I'm pretty sure it just sort of like it. I don't must. remember it. it. I feel like it has to, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I feel like if it is, it's just like Peter loosely explaining it. Not like. Yeah. Yeah. Not like this scene that every single because so many multiverse movies have this and. Stranger Things has it. Uh, yeah. Wait, Stranger Things has like multiverses now? What is going on? No, that's the Things? whole thing is that like there's like only two. Oh, there's right, the right, main right. Yeah, world yeah. and there's like the shadow world or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the upside down. Yeah. You know what they call it? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was like thinking that it was like there was some season I hadn't heard about where like five different versions of Steve Harrington show up. And I was like, why is this? Like, I'm just so tired. Please. That and was also, another one of my notes was I'm so tired of multiverses. Please stop. Yeah. Uh, as a side note. Yeah. Spoiler alert for uh, Stranger Things season seven. I, I guarantee you multiverses, if they haven't happened by that point will happen in season seven of Stranger yep. Things when the kids are I presumably going to be, you know, like forcibly injected with anti-growth hormones to keep them at the age they're all at forever. Um, you know, like. a, I don't remember where I was going with that one, actually. I know that they're all visibly aging right now, but s- soon someone's going to put a stop to that. I can tell. Uh, oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm so tired of multiverses, which. I think we've both talked about before. They they only work in like a standalone setting, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like so many multiverses, especially now, are being used for stuff like this, where their whole point is just to set up new properties or to like reboot a show that was already that already like had a run. And I don't know. I feel like I got sick of that several years ago. I got sick of multiverses in general, like, several years ago. Yeah, like, the reason that Into the Spider-Verse is good, the reason that people like it is because, well, A, it's already, like, that's a concept that people already understood. Like, the, like, Spider-Man and, like, his, all of his, like, different iterations. That was already something that 
people who really liked Spider-Man had heard of the Spider-Verse before. But also, it was like a pre-established character. And we all recognize Spider-Man. Pretty much everybody knows what he's up to. And so you can change him just a little bit. You can go, what if he was a detective? What if he was a pig? And everybody goes, oh, that's silly. That was fun. But no one's going to watch, like, Spider-Pig coming soon to Disney+, Plus, right? And so, like... That's not the sort of multiverse movie that gets made. It's these ones where they're like, well, we just rebooted the whole universe. Now we can do it all again. Isn't that fun? All surrounded around Ezra Miller. Hope that doesn't. Yeah, what a that was one of the few bits in this in the uh, the video that I didn't mind was just the. Uh, I don't remember yeah. what it was called. It was like the. The relation to real life or whatever. Yeah, but he would just cut to the uh, to the SpongeBob bit of everybody like murmuring and pulling on their collars anytime someone said like a uh, a line that feels a little weird in the context of Ezra it's so funny that Ezra Miller has for like years now just been terrorizing the entire United States and Hollywood has got we're power we're powerless to stop this this must continue you don't understand how important it is to everybody that the Flash movie be made starring Ezra Miller um <laughs> Like, I didn't remember how far back it went, but when I was re-listening to Coward Hour, they were talking about it. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, even in 2019, four years ago, Ezra Miller was just, like, terrorizing the state of Hawaii. Um, and It's fucking crazy. Yeah. He was, like, putting and, bullets in babies' mouths and shit. Yeah. And then Mel Gibson makes just one silly little phone call, and <laughs> his career's ruined forever. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> um but. i also said if plot holes are his biggest complaint i'm gonna scream because he mentions <laughs> plot holes like at the beginning i'm like if that's his biggest worry with this movie i'm gonna pull my hair out yeah and to his credit that's not his biggest complaint no it is one of them it is one of them and frankly yeah fair enough uh i get we've... so mad when people are like but it has plot holes i'm like shut the fuck up yeah you're like yeah it's a time travel movie yeah, I, that's why I like, I don't know, weirdly enough, even like um, going back to both multi- multiverses and time travel, I guess. Um, the fir- When I watched Avengers Endgame, back when I like still reasonably didn't hate all Marvel movies in mm-hmm. the way that I do now. One of the things that I really appreciated about it was that they like gave a half-hearted explanation that lasted like a minute and then functionally just said, it doesn't, this isn't real. Let's just keep going now um, yeah and yeah. everybody accepted it because yeah the more tr- the more effort you go to in your time travel movie to make it make sense the less sense it's going to make because it's time, time travel, travel. It do- it's not real so you know it um it's never going to make sense all the way no and that's all right i think personally my next note was did he like it with about seven question marks <laughs> <laughs> would you like to uh, answer that question for our audience uh he said it was worth the watch um we'll get to why later in something that made me as upset as everything else did in this video yeah and as a side note there's no way it was i haven't seen it and it was not worth my watch no like, i haven't seen it and i still feel that i've wasted hours on this movie uh doug calls the movie unique and emotional which it's not yeah, interesting takes. The scenes that he shows where, like, it's – he's like, look at how emotional this is. One of them literally ha- – does he call out the CGI tear? I don't think he does. No, he doesn't. He does yeah. not. Yeah, where it's like he was – but he, like, unironically is playing that scene where he's like, it's just such an emotional moment. It's like Ezra Miller was sitting there stone-faced, and they had to CGI a tear rolling down his no face. No one has a more emotional tear scene Fucking Final Destination 3. <laughs> you know how bad you have to be for me to be like, yeah, but Final Destination 3, pretty good. Yeah, fantastic film compared to you. Uh, that's not a good sign, you know? No. She pulls out a real tear for that movie. Yeah. And Ezra Miller could not. Ezra Miller could never. Unless you, you know, that's what they should have done. It's just like just off frame, like hold up a little sign saying like you cannot put any more bullets in babies' mouths. 
and <laughs> he's sobbing uncontrollably breaks down uncontrollably sobbing like no please don't do this to me and they're like yeah they're keep the camera rolling uh it's like how they like triggered uh jimmy stewart's panic attacks for uh it's a wonderful life like doing that before the flash uh <laughs> i'm reading through the rest of my notes and wow i was having a fun time okay yeah what else my got? next <laughs> note i miss the batman oh yeah because if that was tied into this i think i would have loved it if, like, the Riddler showed up from the Batman, I would have been like, what is this? This is fantastic. Yeah, you're like, well, hang on now. I don't know. I'm kind of... Oh, no. I know what he's going to say. He's kind of glad that it was, like, a standalone situation, which I am, too. But... I don't know. I don't know. There. He's okay. Um, sorry, I was in another timeline explaining things to myself. Were you Multiverses glad are sort of like a Skype situation? call. Oh, we don't. But for don't real this time. There we go. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was definitely glad. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a Skype call. And uh, I feel that my interruption too. was connected. Uh, yeah. I feel that way too, where I am glad it was a standalone thing. I just wanted something I was interested in to be in this video so bad. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Like the, um, the, I mean, Michael Keaton's Batman, right? Like, it is crazy how even Doug has to acknowledge that the movie is just kind of, like, clearly coasting off of, like, ac- memories of movies that are actually good. Yep. Because um, you're like, okay, cool. Uh, but, yeah, no, so I'm glad that the Batman was its own thing. But it definitely would have been nice to, like, you know, nod in its direction so we could go, oh, hey, it's, like, the good one. Or it could also just be cool just have, like, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in it for just, like, a scene. Yeah, like, um, in the scene where he's, like, going back in time, like, it shows, like, Joaquin Phoenix dancing a little bit, and you're like, ah! Yeah. Oh, like, wait, hang on, what the fuck was that? <laughs> did I did I see that right? Um, Which, the going back in time scenes look like shit. They look so bad. There's, I just, every time Doug praised the special effects, the ugliest thing you have I'm gonna, ever seen is on I'm the I'm going to move forward by one, and I'll come, well, no. Both of these are about the effects. Okay, so there's a scene where there's a bunch of babies falling out of a building. Yeah, what the Which <laughs> also, in an Ezra Miller movie, hilarious, but... So funny. Doesn't he put one in a microwave? Yes. Um, um, you shouldn't be doing that. But the babies look like these, like, CGI blobs. Like, it's so bad. They look like the Polar Express. Like, it's they do. crazy how bad they are. Um, I think I could draw a better-looking baby. Yeah, and I I liked the um, Doug talked about it, and I've also I've just heard other people talk about it. Apparently, the director's excuse for it, right, where he's like, "Well, we wanted it to look oh, weird, oh yeah, yeah, because he's like slowing down time, so it makes everything look strange." And first of all, no matter what speed I look at a baby, it doesn't look like that. But also, um, <laughs> I've never used like the slow down effect on my phone and like pointed at a person and they turn into that. Yeah, and then they just start singing hot chocolate. But, you know, like, uh, okay, <laughs> fine, we'll grant that. It is very cool, though, that, like, also all of the scenes not from Barry's perspective look exactly the same. And you go, well, it's, yep. it feels to me like uh, this was just a lazy excuse. Doug then goes on to praise how good the scenes look like where Ezra Miller is talking to Ezra Miller, to which I wrote down, he'd be impressed by the parent trap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought the same thing. I was like, this is not a groundbreaking technology. <laughs> and yeah. also, yes, he's right, because he's like, and Ezra Miller's acting doesn't even change a little bit when he's talking to him. It's crazy. Like, you can you tell. You Lindsay Lohans. Yeah, exactly. But also, yeah, you're like, yeah, Ezra Miller's acting isn't different from when he's acting with normal people because Ezra Miller is a bad actor. So, of course, the line deliveries feel the same when he's literally talking to empty space. Like, <laughs> Ezra Miller's a bad actor. <laughs> he can't act across from anyone. Yeah, let alone no one. But oh well. And then <laughs> I realized that Barry has a jean couch, which was delightful. So he has Barry, the jouch. Barry just with like, the jouch. Yeah, okay, good. You know. Uh, and then I said, the spaghetti metaphor is stupid. Don't praise it. Does he praise the spaghetti metaphor? Yes, he says that it's a good metaphor. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, sorry. We did forget to talk about the opening bit where the joke was supposed to be that, like, these metaphors are all, like, tired and overconfused. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But like any Doug joke that has the potential to be good, it's then bad because like everybody starts exploding for no real reason. Yeah. Um, and then Doug is just left sitting mugging at the camera for like a solid five seconds more than he should and so on and so forth. Um, yep. Um, oh, but wow. the spaghetti metaphor. Uh, Batman it's, is essentially like the multiverse is like a plate of spaghetti. All the noodles are different timelines and sometimes they intersect. Yeah. And bad metaphor. Bad metaphor. Especially considering the fact that, you know, your noodles never like fuse with one another and become intertwined. No. They just sort of like sit next to each other because, yeah, you know, like, they're noodles. Some of them are parallel. And I'm like, then you didn't put enough oil in your water and your pasta sticky. Yeah, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a shitty plate of pasta, Michael Keaton. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you learn to make? Why didn't you hire a chef? You're a billionaire. Why didn't uh, you lightly put some olive oil and toss it in your pasta as soon as it was ready, Michael Keaton? Yeah. Ugh. Call up the Gambino family. Um, not the Gambino <laughs> family. Fuck, that's um, that's a close one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Carmine Falcone. That's the guy I was thinking of. The Fuck. <laughs> God, okay. Yeah, you tell I've been re-listening. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> Next, we move into the ad, which is a Stitch Fix ad, which I said, I wish in the Stitch, fi- Stitch Fix ad, he was only saying, like, he was swiping through all of them and saying, like, I will only wear a red tie and a black blazer <laughs> and a white t-shirt. That would have been so yeah, that would have been a really good bit. Yeah, that would have been solid. So um, I was upset about that. And then I was like, fun fact, the discount is only 5%. The other 20% are already automatically included in the service when you keep the entire box. Holy shit, really? Yes. That's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. <laughs> and then the, uh, what is the next one? Is it Chime? I know that it's like the ghosts. Yes, um, Chime, which man. I have heard ruins your credit score. So I mean, it has to. There's no way it doesn't, right? Like, I mean... But oh yeah, whatever. I have no, not used that, it myself, but I know people that have, and now they cannot. They are not allowed credit cards. Well, yeah, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. But also, yep. I maybe an even lazier ad read than some of the other ones we've seen him doing before, which is to say, it's goodness, it's just like a stock photo of a cabinet sitting in a dark room mm-hmm. and then doug is just doing the ad read in like a sort of ghost voice and that's Ooh, the entire chime. It a, it's like a perfectly stationary photo like what yeah. are you doing doug how did this happen but oh well the supergirl effects in this movie look oh my god so bad they look so bad there's a lot of really just heinous Terrible screenshots effects. in this thing. but he's like you know the fights do look a little silly and i was like a little silly that's what we're gonna call this yeah and in one lo- in one moment he was like this uh he was like and you know but the effects on supergirl are pretty good like she looks fine uh and as he says that he played a clip i genuinely thought that my i was watching the video in double speed even though i knew it wasn't because i yep. was like casting it to the tv I thought that it was because of how quickly she moves and like how unnaturally the guy flies away. And I was I like, oh, think that's like rough. the effects in the first Wonder Woman, the fights look a little silly. Yeah. This looks like shit. Yeah. Even like even Aquaman. I'll say, you know, it looks a little silly. Right. Um, uh-huh. Like Aquaman, I think, in my opinion, is what this movie was trying to be. Right. Which is to say self-consciously a little bit silly. It knew that it wasn't going to be good, and so it was able to at least be fun. Um, right. And there were, like, two scenes where you're like, oh, that looks pretty cool, actually. That's kind of fun. This one looks awful. Like, so much of it is, like, the, uh, you know, the, uh, like, the live Heimdall son reaction meme, where it's just, like, that that shitty picture from the latest Thor movie. Hang on, oh, yeah. Pull it up. Yeah, like, that's what every single frame of this movie looks like to me. It's true. Um, and then I wrote, I don't remember what led to this, but I hate Man of Steel, so why would I like this? <laughs> yeah. 
I get yeah, because doesn't Zod show up randomly? Yeah, is that Zod like- shows up looking for Superman. That's like one of the plots of the Jesus, movie. That's ugh, this sucks so bad. Like it's even the other multiverse movies. At least they understood that you know if you're gonna bring in a villain, it should be a villain for you know the hero. Uh, not a fight. villain for a character that's not there. Yeah, like yeah, because let's in our multiverse movie here. Let's take let's just take stock again and reconsider our core cast, right? Mm-hmm. Which is to say we have Barry, we have an intentionally annoying younger version of Barry. Which then is something have, The Flash show did, by the way. Yeah, it's something that, like, man, yeah, that's rough. You can't be taking points from the CW show. No. Any CW show. And if you do, at least make it one of the ones that's not related to this. Like, uh, have, like, a serial killer, like, in Riverdale. Just, like, show up in the middle yep. of it or something. Have a musical number. Yeah, reboot the final, reboot, like, the final ten minutes of the of the Flash movie, but just make it so that he's in high school in the 50s. Because here's the thing. You'd have my attention. If someone told me that happened in this movie, I would go to I'd see it. I'd probably watch it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I wouldn't enjoy it, but I'd go to see it. We have Batman. Yeah, we have Michael. We have an old Batman, and we have Supergirl. Kind of. We have Supergirl kind of. for, like, three scenes. Yeah. And th- that's that's our multiverse. My, what a rich tapestry we have. <laughs> right? Like, what are you doing? Um, next I wrote Nick Cage jump scare. Oh, dude, the Nick Cage, it looks so bad. Like, I heard people. It looks people, terrible. I, like, saw people soy facing about it, and I figured that it was because it was, like, you know, a blurry, like, picture of a movie theater screen, and that's why it looked so bad. No, I think it was a an exact screen capture, actually. It looks awful. Um... And then there's it, like the uh, it looks bad. And Doug is like, that one looks good because you can tell it's Nick Cage. And I'm like, that is not the metric by which we should be measuring all of these things. Yeah. And there's like the creepy and weird, like puppeteer dead corpses of like Christopher Reeves and a couple other people who show up for cameos. Yeah. Did Doug call them out for that? I don't remember if he did or not. But like, I don't think so. He definitely should have. Don't do that. That's another pet peeve of mine. Movies have sort of started to not do it as much as they did for a second there. But, like, especially in the Star Wars movies. Oh, yeah. What the fuck was up with that? Why did we they not just... reviving people left and right. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Rise of Skywalker, where they just, like, stitch Leia's scenes together out of, like, old footage of her. And like, don't... Don't do this. Just... Stop. You know what happens when a, an actor dies normally is you, you recast you, them or the character or also dies. You know, like it, it'd be so, Star Wars. Do you remember when we, I know we've talked about this before, but I was just reminiscing on it again a few days ago because I was opening Disney Plus and just looking at all the Star Wars things I had not seen and didn't want to see. I was like, man, do you remember when, when it was exciting to think that there was a new Star Wars movie coming out? Yes. Yeah. When you're like, wow, I get to go to the theater and see a Star Wars thing. And now you just hear someone say, like, Jack Black and Lizzo just knighted Baby Yoda in the new season of The Mandalorian. And you go, well, I think I'm going to become a terrorist. Uh, yeah. Only because of Star Wars? No, but mostly because of Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> the last thing I wrote is the grocery store scene is not good. Stop saying it is. No, it's so bad. Because Doug is like the emotional core of this movie is perfect. And you're like, no, it isn't. It's very weird as a side like the scene is strange there's no i just because this isn't even a plot hole this is just something that makes no sense to me which is to say for those of you who haven't uh, seen doug walker's review of the flash or any other one uh barry's mom was killed because like his dad went to the grocery store or something but also she was at the grocery store like she forgot something yeah she forgot tomatoes yeah and so then she's brutally murdered in her home while he's out and shopping. Um, but the camera doesn't see his face yeah. because his head is down. But in this version, even though it's supposed to be, you know, the whole point of the movie is that he's supposed to have given up these things to return to his normal life. Yeah, because when you they, change the past, it makes the future weird. You know, yeah. the lesson that every single time traveler has learned ever. But... You know, he gets to keep a little something from his adventures. His dad's out of prison now because yeah, his dad looks at the camera. Yeah. Also, as a side note, apparently, like the killer and his dad were wearing like the same outfit or something. Which is I'm not really sure. Funny. Yeah. Very strange. 
But um, but yeah, yeah no, but he gets to he, keep his dad, which is yeah. But we also have like the scene of him, like he's ba- he goes back in time and like meets his mom in the supermarket, right? Mm-hmm. And is like he says, like I'm here to visit my mom or something like that. And she's like, wow, I'm sure that she's so lucky to have you. And he's like, yeah, I just love her so much. And she's like, can I give you a hug? And then they hug and he like starts crying and gives her a kiss on the cheek and runs away. And I'm sorry. That's crazy. That's objectively insane. I love my mom, right? And if she was murdered in the past and then I traveled back in time to meet her and I spoke with her, I would also probably get a little bit emotional. And my mom is a very sweet person. She's a very empathetic person. I think no matter how badly it looked like I needed a hug, she would probably not say, you look like you need a hug, and then give me a hug and be very cool with me just breaking down, sobbing in her arms, you know? Yeah, yeah. My mom would probably be a little weirded out if I, her son that she has known her whole life, did that when she hugged me. Well, actually, she'd definitely be weirded out by that, but I guess that's just because I wouldn't really have reason to do that. So Mm -hmm. scratch my final point. But either way, it's just... It's just, guys, it's just. Uh, Matt has gone back in time to revive his mother and give her a hug. So that's unfortunate for us because now the future is getting a little wonky because of Matt's time yep. travel. Hey, guys. Sorry, I traveled back in time to. Um... Wow, the timing, the timing on these today are really quite good. Hey guys, I'm back. Sorry, I um, I went back in time. I stopped 9/11, and uh, turns out that made the future much worse. So I had to travel back real quick and fix it again. And do so 9/11. So I'm back once more. I did 9/11 personally. I called <laughs> up George Bush. I said, "Here's where you're gonna find the thermite. Here's where you're gonna put the charges. <laughs> Here's right. the missile." Shoot the missile at the Pentagon. Oh, yeah, but no. So anyway, just final note about that scene, though. Like I said, it's just, at least for me, it's too, aside from the fact that it's badly acted and the effects still look bad. So there's all those things taking you out of it. I just think that the setup is too strange for me to, like, accept it, right? Because you can feel emotional looking at something that's not very realistic or, like, people interacting weirdly, right? Like, that happens all the time. But there needs to be, like, anything to grab hold of. Be that realism or good acting or effective effects and this movie has none of those things and i will kill doug walker for saying it was good eventually um as you should i have traveled back in time to stop doug walker from making this video yeah but unfortunately it created a reality in which rob walker was the nostalgia (laughs) and And we cannot have that and also the president Um, (laughs) all right let's bring this one in for a landing yeah we'll bring this one in for a landing that's that's Uh, all i have to say about the doug video that's all I have to say about it as well. It's a bad video. Go watch it so you can understand what we do for you people. We no longer have an outro. Uh, 